الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا اما بعد Respected elders and brothers, we thank and praise our great and sustainer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his innumerable bounties and favors. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send down his most choices and special peace and blessings and mercy upon our beloved and noble master Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as well as the family and the companions of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Respected elders and brothers, in today's Jumu'ah, we'll speak a little bit about the cousin and the son-in-law of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ali radiyallahu anhu. To love sahaba radiyallahu anhum is part of our iman. And these are the people that we should aspire to be like. So nonetheless, whenever we come across any narration regarding Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba radiyallahu anhum, then it is important that we verify and we make sure that it is authentic before we accept and share with others. So similarly, Whenever we come across any narration regarding Ali radiallahu anhu, some saying of Ali radiallahu anhu, some incident in the life of Ali radiallahu anhu, then it is necessary that we verify. Because there are some deviated groups that fabricate narrations regarding Ali radiallahu anhu. Nonetheless, Imam Ahmad bin Hamal rahmatullah alayhi has written regarding Ali radiallahu anhu that the, the authentic narrations regarding the virtues of Ali radiallahu anhu are more numerous than the narrations regarding any of the other sahaba radiallahu anhu. The authentic narrations regarding the virtues of Ali radiallahu anhu are more numerous than the narrations regarding any of the other sahaba radiallahu anhu. And Imam, Imam Ibn Hajar rahmatullah alayhi has written that the authentic narrations regarding the virtues of Ali radiallahu anhu are so numerous that there is no need to fabricate. So nonetheless, Ali radiallahu anhu was the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His father Abu Talib and the father of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abdullah, were brothers. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam grew up in the house of Abu Talib. So therefore Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was very close to Abu Talib and his family. Abu Talib himself did not accept Islam. But most of the family of Abu Talib accepted Islam. His wife was Fatima bint Asad radiallahu anha. She was also the mother of all his children. So she was amongst the first few people to accept Islam. And she also migrated to Medina. She passed away during the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and she is buried in Baqi'ah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was very fond of her. He used to refer to her as his mother. Because she had taken care of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When she passed away, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam descended into her grave and buried her with his own blessed hands. There is a narration wherein it is, it is mentioned that there are four people in whose graves Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam descended and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam buried them with his own blessed hands. Amongst them is the wife of Abu Talib, the mother of Ali radiallahu anhu, Fatima bint Asad radiallahu anha. His eldest son was Talib, after whom he gets his title Abu Talib. His actual name was Abdu Manaf. 
But he became known as Abu Talib because of his eldest son. So regarding Talib, there is a difference of opinion as to whether or not he accepted Islam. His second son was Aqil radiallahu anhu. During Badr, Aqil fought on the side of the Quraysh, on the side of the Mushrikeen. And he was taken captive. And his ransom had to be paid for by his uncle Abbas radiallahu anhu, who himself was also a captive of Badr. Abbas radiallahu anhu in Badr also fought on the side of the Mushrikeen. And he was also taken as captive. So therefore Abbas radiallahu anhu had to pay for his own ransom as well as for the ransom of his nephew Aqil radiallahu anhu. Later on both uncle and nephew accepted Islam. Abbas and Aqil radiallahu anhuma both accepted Islam. His third son was Ja'far radiallahu anhu. Ja'far radiallahu anhu is a famous sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He is known as Abu al-Masakin. And he was amongst the sahaba radiallahu anhum that migrated to Habasha, to Abyssinia. The king of Habasha, Najashi, accepted Islam at the hands of Ja'far radiallahu anhu. Ja'far radiallahu anhu was killed in the battle of Muta. Before he was killed, he lost both his arms in battle. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said regarding Ja'far radiallahu anhu that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had replaced his arms with wings. In Jannat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had replaced his arm with wings, arms with wings. So therefore he is also known as Dhul Janaheen, the possessor of two wings. So he was the elder brother of Ali radiallahu anhu. Ali radiallahu anhu was the youngest son of Abu Talib. Abu Talib also had three daughters, the most famous of which is Ummuhani radiallahu anha. In the narrations of Mi'raj it is mentioned that on the night of Mi'raj, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sleeping in the house of Ummuhani radiallahu anha. After the conquest of Makkah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam proposed to Ummuhani radiallahu anha for a hand in marriage. But she declined the proposal of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because she had many children to look after. She explained to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that I fear that I will not be able to fulfill your right as, as my husband because I have to look after many children. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam praised her for her devotion to her children. He had two other daughters whose names were Jumana and Rayta radiallahu anhuma, both of whom accepted Islam. So nonetheless, Ali radiallahu anhu was much younger than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. By the time Ali radiallahu anhu was born, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was married to Khadija radiallahu anha and he had moved out of the house of Abu Talib. But when Ali radiallahu anhu was between the ages of five and six, a severe drought affected Makkah. And the business of Abu Talib suffered much loss because of this. So therefore, Abu Talib was unable to look after his family. So Abbas radiallahu anhu therefore took care of Ja'far radiallahu anhu and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Khadija radiallahu anha took care of Ali radiallahu anhu. And thereafter, Ali radiallahu anhu became very much attached to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the narrations it is mentioned that thereafter, wherever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would go, Ali radiallahu anhu would follow him. At times when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would go to the cave of Hira, Ali radiallahu anhu would accompany Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam became Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's Nabi, Ali radiallahu anhu was living in the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So therefore, according to some narrations, Ali radiallahu anhu was the second person to accept Islam. The first person to accept Islam was Khadija radiallahu anha. And according to some narrations, Ali radiallahu anhu was the second person to accept Islam. But nonetheless, because he was a child, therefore Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu is regarded to be the first man to accept Islam, whereas Ali radiallahu anhu is regarded to be the first child to accept Islam. 
Ali radiallahu anhu himself says that after Khadija radiallahu anha, he was the first person to perform salah behind Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So, before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam became the Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he was well known amongst the Quraysh as As-Sadiqul Amin, the truthful and the trustworthy. And therefore the Quraysh used to keep their valuables in the safekeeping of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. After he became the Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Quraysh continued to keep their valuables in the safekeeping of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, even though they did not accept Islam. But because they had so much of trust in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they would keep their valuables in his safekeeping. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to migrate from Makkah to Medina, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam had in his possession the valuables of the Quraysh. So therefore he instructed Ali radiallahu anhu to stay behind, to remain behind, and to sleep the night in his bed. So that when the Quraysh look into the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they may see Ali radiallahu anhu on the bed of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and they may think that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is in his house. They may not suspect that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has left. And also, once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam leaves, then Ali radiallahu anhu should return their valuables. So in this manner, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam left for Medina. And thereafter, Ali radiallahu anhu returned the valuables of the Quraysh. And then Ali radiallahu anhu also departed for Medina. Ali radiallahu anhu had no conveyance. So therefore, he had to walk from Makkah to Medina. And because he was fearful that the Quraysh may capture him, therefore he would walk at night and he would hide during the day. Eventually, when he arrived in Medina, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was informed that Ali has come. Ali radiallahu anhu has arrived. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam sent for Ali radiallahu anhu. But he was informed that Ali radiallahu anhu was unable to walk because his feet were bleeding. Because his feet were bleeding. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam went to Ali radiallahu anhu. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam saw the condition of Ali radiallahu anhu, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam began to cry. And thereafter Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam took his blessed saliva and he applied it to the feet of Ali radiallahu anhu. And thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala healed the feet of Ali radiallahu anhu. There are two instances when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam formed bonds of brotherhood between sahaba radiallahu anhu. One was in the beginning in the house of Arqam radiallahu anhu. When the first few sahaba radiallahu anhu accepted Islam, then they would secretly gather in the house of Arqam radiallahu anhu to learn Quran Sharif from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So keep in mind that when Sahaba radiallahu anhum accepted Islam, they would become cut off from their families and friends. So therefore, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam formed bonds of brotherhood between the Sahaba radiallahu anhum so that they may help and assist one another in their day-to-day needs. So this was the first instance in the house of Arqam radiallahu anhu. And the second instance was when the Muhajireen migrated to Medina, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam formed bonds of brotherhood between the Muhajireen and Ansar. So nonetheless, on one of these two instances, on one of these two occasions, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam formed bonds of brotherhood between Sahaba radiallahu anhum, Ali radiallahu anhu came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam crying. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam asked him, what is the matter? So he said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam you have paid all the sahaba radiyallahu anhum but you have not granted me a partner you have not granted me a brother So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to him 
Anta akhi fi dunya wal akhirah. You are my brother in this world and in the hereafter. You are the brother of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this world and in the hereafter. In one narration, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna aliyan minni wa ana minhu. Indeed, Ali is from me and I am from him. To show his attach- attachment and his closeness to Ali radiallahu anhu. Ali is from me and I am from Ali radiallahu anhu. Ali radiallahu anhu is well known for his bravery in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Uhud, when Khalid bin Walid radiallahu anhu attacked the Muslims from behind, the Muslims became confused and they began to disperse in different directions. And this left Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam exposed in the battlefield. So a small group of Sahaba radiallahu anhum surrounded Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to protect him. When the Quraysh saw this, when they saw that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was left alone in the battlefield, then they became hopeful of killing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So they began to direct the attack towards Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So a small group of Sahaba radiallahu anhum surrounded Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to protect him. Some of these Sahaba radiallahu anhum were killed. Some of these Sahaba radiallahu anhum became severely injured. Amongst this group of Sahaba radiallahu anhum was Ali radiallahu anhum. Although in the kitabs of Sirah, you will not find the name of Ali radiallahu anhum mentioned in this group. But nonetheless, Ali radiallahu anhu was amongst these Sahaba radiallahu anhum. The reason why his name is not mentioned is because in the beginning of the battle, the flag of the army was given to Mus'ab bin Umir radiallahu anhu. And during the battle, Mus'ab radiallahu anhu was killed. So thereafter, the flag was given to Ali radiallahu anhu. And Ali radiallahu anhu was given the responsibility of leading the army. So therefore, when the Muslims began to disperse, Ali radiallahu anhu was not with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was leading the army. So therefore, he was not with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he saw the Muslims were dispersing and they were fleeing the battlefield, then he, he realized that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in danger. So he went out in search of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and eventually he managed to find Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he joined this group of Sahaba radiallahu anhum that protected Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on this occasion. In Khandaq, in the battle of the trench, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his Sahaba radiallahu anhum dug trenches at the entrances of Medina. So that when the disbelievers arrived, they were unable to enter Medina. So amongst the disbelievers was the celebrated and legendary warrior of the Quraysh, Amr bin Abd Wud. He had come to fight against the Muslims. So when he arrived, he saw that there were trenches outside or at, the, at the entrances of Medina and that, and that they were unable to fight the Muslims. So he became restless. He wanted to fight. Amr bin Abd Wud wanted to fight. So he became restless. So eventually he took his horse and he managed to jump over the trench. When he came across to the Muslim side, he called out to the Muslims to send someone to fight him. So keep in mind that during those days, there was a shortage of food in Medina. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba radiallahu anhum had not eaten for many days. And also they were busy digging, digging the trench. So they had become tired from many days of digging the trench. So Amr bin Abd would call out to the Muslims to send someone to fight him. None of the Muslims stood up. They were too weak to fight. So Ali radiallahu anhu stood up. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa instructed him to sit down because he was a youngster at the time. So once again Amr called out to the Muslims. And once again Ali radiallahu anhu stood up. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam again instructed him to sit down. For the third time Amr called out to the Muslims. And once again Ali radiallahu anhu stood up. 
So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said to Ali radiallahu anhu, that oh Ali, this is no ordinary fighter. This is the celebrated and legendary warrior of the Quraysh, Amr bin Abd Wud. So Ali radiallahu anhu said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَإِنْ كَانَ عَمْرًا Even if it is Amr, I'm willing to fight him. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then allowed him to go and fight. When he came to Amr, he invited him to Islam. Amr said to him, I have no need for Islam. So then Amr asked him, who are you? He said, I am Ali. So he asked him, are you the son of Abdu Manaf? Are you the son of Abu Talib? He said, yes, I am the son of Abu Talib. I am Ali, the son of Abu Talib. So he said to him, Lima yabna akhi, Oh my nephew, why do you want to fight me? Min a'mamika man huwa sannu minka. Send someone older than you. For wallahi, ma uhibbu an aktulak. I take an oath in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I do not wish to kill you. So Ali radiallahu anhu responded and said to him, وَلَكِنِّي وَاللَّهِ أُحِبُّ أَنْ أَقْتُلَكَ I take an oath in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I wish to kill you. So when he said this to Amr, Amr was overcome with rage. He got down from his horse. He took out his sword and he attacked Ali radiallahu anhu. As they were fighting, Ali radiallahu anhu was carrying a shield made of leather. So as they were fighting, Amr attacked Ali radiallahu anhu with his sword. So Ali radiallahu anhu held up his sword or held up his shield to protect himself from the attack of Amr. And as the sword of Amr struck the shield of Ali radiallahu anhu, it broke his shield, but it also got stuck in the shield. So Ali radiallahu anhu saw this as his opportunity, and he killed Amr. So as they were fighting, because they were fighting in the desert, a cloud of dust rose up, and they became concealed from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa became concerned of the welfare of Ali radiallahu anhu. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa could hear the clashing of swords, but he could not see what was happening. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa became concerned for Ali radiallahu anhu. After some time, the clashing of swords stopped. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa could hear the proclamation of takbir. He could hear Ali radiallahu anhu shouting out the takbir. And that's when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa came to know that Ali radiallahu anhu had killed the celebrated and legendary warrior of the Quraysh, Amr bin Abdul. In the seventh year after Hijrat, the siege of, of Khaybar took place. So Khaybar is approximately just under 200 kilometers north of Medina. And in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it was inhabited by Jews. And these Jews had built their homes within fortresses. So each family or each branch of the tribe would build their homes within fortresses. And in this manner, there were many fortresses in Khaybar. So when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his sahaba radiallahu anhum arrived in Khaybar, they had to lay siege to the forts of Khaybar. And in this manner, after some time, one after the other, the forts began to, to surrender to, to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But there was one fort that refused to surrender. Despite the best efforts of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and his sahaba radiallahu anhum, this fort refused to surrender to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So one night Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to sahaba radiyallahu anhum la u'tiyanna hadhihi ar-rayata ghadan rajulan yaftahu Allahu ala yadayhi tomorrow morning i will give the flag of the army to a person who on, on whose hands Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant us victory yuhibbu Allah wa rasuluhu wa yuhibbuhu Allah wa rasuluhu he is a person who loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam love him as well. 
Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam love him as well. So that night, all the Sahaba radiallahu anhum became hopeful that tomorrow morning Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam may give me the flag. Because of the glad tidings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That this is a person who loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but also Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam love him. So the next morning Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called for Ali radiallahu anhu. Ali radiallahu anhu was not with the army because he had an eye infection. His eyes were sore. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was informed that Ali radiallahu anhu is unwell. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent for him. Ali radiallahu anhu was brought to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took his blessed saliva and applied it to the eyes of Ali radiallahu anhu. Whereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him shifa. And thereafter Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent him. As he approached the fort, the celebrated and legendary warrior of the Jews, Marhab came out to face Ali radiallahu anhu. And as he came out to face Ali radiallahu anhu, he began to recite poetry in praise of himself to make Ali radiallahu anhu fearful of him. So thereafter Ali radiallahu anhu responded with his own poetry. He said to him, Ana ladhi sammatni ummi haydara. I am the one whose mother named him the lion. When Ali radiallahu anhu was born, his mother named him after her father Asad. Her father's name was Asad. So she named Ali radiallahu anhu after her father Asad. Asad means the lion. When Abu, Abu Talib wasn't present at the time, when Abu Talib returned, he changed his name to Ali. So nonetheless, أَنَا الَّذِي سَمَّتْنِي أُمِّي حَيْدَرًا I am the one whose mother named him the lion. Also, according to some narrations, Ali radiallahu anhu was aware that Marhab had seen in his dream that he was being killed by a lion. So therefore, to put fear in the heart of Marhab, he said to him, I am the one whose mother named him the lion. Kalaythi ghabatin karihil manzara, Like the lions of the jungle, whose very sight strikes fear in the hearts of people. Ufihim bisa'i kailas sandara. When the enemy attacks me with all their might, I repel them with greater force. And as he recited these verses of poetry, he attacked Marhab and he killed him. And thereafter he opened the door of the fort. Whereafter the Muslims entered and the Jews had to surrender. So Ali radiallahu anhu was well known for his bravery in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was also well known for his knowledge of deen. There is a famous hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which we hear every Friday. وَأَقَضَاهُمْ Ali. From my sahaba radiallahu anhum, the one who is most sound in his judgments, in his pronouncements, in his verdicts, is Ali radiallahu anhu because of his deep understanding of the Qur'an Sharif and the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ali radiallahu anhu is amongst the sahaba radiallahu anhum that memorized the Qur'an Sharif during the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He used to say to the people, Saluni an kitabillah, ask me about the book of Allah. فَإِنَّهُ لَيْسَ مِنْ آيَةٍ Because there is no verse in the Qur'an Sharif. إِلَّا وَقَدْ عَرَفْتُ Except that I know بِلَيْلٍ نَزَلَتْ أَمْ بِنَهَارٍ Whether it was revealed upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam during the night or during the day. فِي سَهْلٍ أَمْ فِي جَبَلٍ And whether it was revealed upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on soft earth or on, the, on a mountain. Some of us sitting here may be hafid of the Qur'an Sharif. Alhamdulillah, we have memorized the words of the Qur'an Sharif. But we cannot say where, when and the circumstances under which each verse was revealed. Ali radiallahu anhu did not only memorize the words of the Qur'an Sharif, but he was also aware of where, when, and the circumstances under which every verse of the Qur'an Sharif was revealed. Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhumah, 
is the foremost of the amongst the foremost of Sahaba radiyallahu anhum in the knowledge of the Quran Sharif. He was very young when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam left this world. Most of his knowledge was acquired from Sahaba radiyallahu anhum, and Ali radiyallahu anhu is the foremost of his teachers. He used to say regarding Ali radiyallahu anhu his ustad that it is as if Allah subhanahu wa taala had divided knowledge into ten parts, and from the ten parts Allah subhanahu wa taala gave nine to Ali radiyallahu anhum, and He distributed the remaining part amongst the rest of us. So nonetheless, he was well known for his knowledge of the Qur'an Sharif. He was well known for his zuhud, for his disinclination from the dunya. And in this manner, he was known for many other noble attributes. So in conclusion, we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us love for sahaba radiallahu anhum, love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and his family. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to follow in the footsteps of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa his family and his sahaba radiallahu anhum. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbi.